Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute and answer your questions live on YouTube. If you want to help us out, be sure to subscribe to our channel and add us to your podcast feed over on iTunes or Google Play. And if you want to represent TFC, head over to our merch store for t-shirts, stickers, mugs, and posters. You can go to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash the flute channel. Finally, if you're looking into buying a new flute, be sure to check out the Flute Center of New York at flutesforsale.com. With our code TFC at checkout, you'll be able to try up three flutes or piccolos, and whichever instrument you choose, you get an extended 18-month warranty on it. So be sure at checkout to put in the special code TFC at flutesforsale.com. Now on with the show. Hi everybody, welcome to Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Amelie. Over there, Amelie. <laughs> yeah, I'll move my chair. Just when I move my chair, I move the microphone as well. Oh, so yeah. I, I oh. should be okay here. Yeah, it should be it should be all right. Okay. If uh, no, if you guys are having a hard time hearing us, just let us know and we'll make adjustments. Hopefully everybody's doing well. I know the chat's already pretty busy. Um. Yeah. Um. Wow, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we don't have our flutes this week because yeah, they're, they're both being well. Yours is being readjusted, so. Uh, just like a regular kind of thing after a couple months, just kind of put it back into shape. And mine's getting completely overhauled. And, uh, yeah. So that's exciting. So, so we we're fluteless today, but we'll, we'll definitely talk we about talk stuff. About the, and flute, the flute and stuff like that. the flutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Keep in mind with that. Um, and then also, last week I was in New York, and I did, uh, I went and, uh, to Powell's, uh, showroom for, uh, their debut of their 18 karat rose gold flute that they uh, that they like it was the North American debut. So if you guys don't know, like certain flutes, say flutes can be made out of many different types of materials. Uh, silver is like what we what we all kind of know and see all the time. Um, also gold, also uh, platinum as well. There are wooden. platinum flutes. Hmm? Wooden flutes as well. People like wooden flutes with silver keys. And um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, they were very nice. Uh, I got to document the whole thing. There should be a video coming out, hopefully by Friday, at the end of the week, um, talking about that whole entire event and talking about that flute in more detail because it's actually really quite a, an achievement because that type of gold density, that type of, is, is actually very um, difficult to work with, 18 carats. So Why? Is it soft? It's hard? It's, it's uh, from what I saw, it's, it's very, very, it's prone to... Uh, when it's stretched and stuff like that and manipulated, it can it can crack, it can break, you know. Okay. So it's it's very it's not as it's it's still very strong. But when you make a flute, you need to bend metal and yeah, bend metal, cut metal, stuff like that. So it's not like as it would would be with silver. But the and it's payoff very precise is precise on a flute. Yeah, right? it's very precise, and um, also it's a. Uh, mechanism is uh, quite well. Uh, like the they use an elegant mechanism, if I remember correctly, which is. Excuse me, a new type of system or a system that they use for their high-end flutes. And uh, it was interesting to play them. I also got to play some wooden flutes that they make. Also some piccolos that have like gold keys on them and stuff. Um, usually when you use different material, you're, you're changing the sound. You're also changing the length, the length um, of the uh, durability of it. Like, you know, some keys don't, with gold, necessarily will the metal bend as much as the silver would mm. in certain circumstances and stuff like that. So it's um, it's quite interesting in that regard. So 
Um, I think it was yeah. a nice event, you said. Yeah, it was a nice event. It was There was two concerts and three master classes by three different flutists. And um, like I said, there'll be more information about that on the video. And it was really cool. It was really good to meet people. It was in very busy part of New York City in Midtown. So there was a, it's actually in fact the busiest part of New York City. So it was a lot of people. So I tended to stay inside and try flutes and interview people and, and talk to um, a lot of people that make music there in New York. And I got to hear a lot of people try out flutes, which was really cool. Met a lot of cool people of all types of ages. And I'll, and it was really interesting to be able to also talk about our project and talk about you guys and talk about how we do things here. Because a lot of people um, were wondering we if we only did one thing. Like, oh, do you just do uh, history? Or do you do... Well, you know? some people knew us, but knew only one... No, no, no. I mean, like, when, when I said, oh, I, I do... I'm from the Flute Channel and this and that. Um... They would say, oh, well, what does that channel do? Do you guys just do history? Do you guys just do one element? I'm like, no, we do every element. We try to do as much as we can. Yeah. And uh, they uh Now we want to start way. making more music videos. Yeah, more music well. videos now because we're, yeah, we're really interested in that. Where we want to push yeah. that as much as No, exactly. Yeah, we can only do so much at uh, But a lot of once. people knew yep. about us. Yeah, so a lot of people knew about nice. us. Like the PAL people knew about us, which was great. And... Um, uh, some people, I think, yeah, they knew a little bit, um, but yeah, it was fun and it was just interesting to listen to questions and also listen to how people are playing and all those things. It was really uh, quite uh, eye-opening to see that part of the the flute world being, you know, growing because there's a lot of people uh, who want to buy flutes and Powell's really doing something special, I think. So it's really cool. Like they're really trying to be uh, cutting edge, and they're a very good flute brand. Uh, a lot of flute brands are very good, but uh, it's good to uh, to try out. Yeah. I would I would encourage trying out their flutes because they're quite solid. Uh, I making liked flutes. Uh, when we we did the eleven video, expensive ones. 11, yeah. eleven expensive flutes. Yeah, some are more expensive than others. Totally. Even in that category, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised by some of them, and also if you look in the comments. Uh, a lot of people liked the the Powells. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of comments about, yeah. But it's all about who's playing it too. Like, totally. we are all different, so different flutes for different people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Also, but it's interesting to try them. They're good flutes. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah. uh, it was an interesting event. It was very it was very short, but. Uh... I read uh, an interesting. Uh, I don't know if you're done with that. No, subject. no, it's good. Yeah, no, it's all good. Okay. Keep going. Yeah, do it. So I read an interesting question this morning on our on one of our, uh, one of our videos. Mm -hmm. um, the person was saying that their teacher told them to put the the upper lip um, more. Okay, what was it? The upper lip a bit forward compared to the lower lip. Okay. And then, and I say, keep your lip close to the teeth. Don't mm -hmm. bring it forward. So the person was confused. But I was thinking, uh, we're probably both right. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at your mouth, usually our lower, like just naturally our lower lip. If I look at you right now, mm -hmm. your lower lip is a bit back compared to your upper lip. Mm -hmm. And same with me, like... I, they're not like I would have to push my jaw forward if I wanted them to be on the same level. Right. 
So I was mm -hmm. thinking one is not contradicting the other necessarily. No, not necessarily. I don't think you need to push your upper lip because naturally you're probably, mm -hmm. your upper lip is probably already a bit front compared to your lower lip. Yeah, exactly. So I was just um, thinking. What an interesting question. What an interesting that's comment. That's interesting. Yeah. But sometimes you hear things that sound completely uh, op opposite to each other. But mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they necessarily are, you know. Mm -hmm. And one of the thing in music is um, instrument teachers. We tend to use a lot of images, and we're not always very clear in our expla mm -hmm. explanations. So some people take, some people elaborate on the image, and and uh, then we don't understand each other that well. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I have a student, for example, the teacher said. His previous teacher said, um, when you breathe in, you should yawn. Do as if you were yawning. But when he yawns, he opens his mouth a lot. So every time he was breathing, he was like, mm -hmm. and disturbing his whole embouchure. And I said, why do you open your mouth so much? Because I have to yawn. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, open your throat, but don't open your mouth that much, you know. But those images, you have to mm -hmm. be careful because you, you say it for the throat and the person understands it for the mouth. Mm-hmm. It's... Mm-hmm. Totally. It, it's not wrong to say that. It's just then you have to look to make sure the person understood exactly what you meant. It's... Communication mm -hmm. is a tough thing, you know? Because we... There's the uh, person giving the information and the person receiving it. There can be little glitches in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my comment about <coughs> that for today. Mm. Um... Yeah, so hello everybody. Everybody's uh, in the comments right now. Luke says, did I see Emily on Van Horn a few months ago? Maybe. That's a know. possibility. That's a possibility. <laughs> uh, also, I saw a question at the beginning by Double Domino, back to the gold thing. Do gold flutes have a darker, deeper, richer tone and sound more mellow? It depends on the player. But yes, generally, gold flutes tend to have uh, more, uh, um, more warmth in the sound. I don't like saying those types of words, but I think it just it feels a bit more fuller with the flute, but it doesn't necessarily project as much as a silver flute would if you played it in a hall. It depends also on the player. For Yeah, when I try them, I so feel many different things. they're a bit darker, and the mm -hmm. silver for me sounds more bright. Yeah, bright. Yeah, And exactly. I tend to have a dark sound, so I sound better on silver because it kind of brightens my sound. Mm. Like, it depends for each person. Yeah, totally. Your natural, what you want to... Um, compensate or make mm. get out of, of uh, your natural tendencies. Totally. Uh, the Linux gaming also says when you play beautifully, does it depend? Does it depend on how you're feeling? Yes. You know how I am feeling on that specific day. Yeah, when you're playing beautifully, like when you're playing, mm -hmm. does your general well-being contribute Influence. to the? Yeah, of course like, yeah. it does. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. But with time and with training of your mind, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to sound mind like training. train my mind. Mind training. But I kind of trained my mind. I did. <laughs> I'm more able to get where I want mm. um, psychologically, even mm -hmm. if I'm not in my best day. Right. I'm able to. Um, I'm able to control my thoughts a little bit more and go, you know, get the mm. type of energy I want to get, get the type of focus or right. 
Mm-hmm. More than when I was younger. Maybe also there's getting older. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, it's tough to play the flute when you're sad. I, I mm-hmm. feel because you need an open throat and all. Like when you're sad, you close your throat. Oh, mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, yeah, you gotta get in the zone and then try to separate yourself. If, if something is really hard in your life and you have to do something, like playing the flute for a concert or something, and something yeah. happened, or maybe you're sad for your own personal reasons. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. it all depends. Yeah. I feel. Um, I think I talked about that before, but cardiac coherence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting because it's a breathing exercise in which you breathe in for five seconds through your nose and then breathe out for five seconds mm-hmm. through your mouth and you do so you breathe six times per minute for five minutes and it brings some coherence to your heart rate so when you breathe in your heart rate tends to go a tiny bit faster and then when you breathe out a little bit slower mm. so you get this nice um wave you know mm-hmm. but naturally when we just when we're nervous or even just in normal life, mm. we get big, big differences from one from one beat to another. We get big variations and it if big you look spikes, on a, yeah. yeah, it does big spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do this, it's just five minutes. Sometimes I'm all over the place in my head when I start and um, after at the end usually it's uh it's way calmer mm-hmm. it's a it's only five minutes you know yeah. and on, on youtube you have a lot of if you write it on youtube you have a lot of videos with a little dot going up you breathe in and a little dot going down you breathe out i think we have one on mm-hmm. our channel too. Yeah, we do it's called yeah. small plug <laughs> yeah it's breathing for musicians breathing for musicians but really it's cardiac coherence mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes i kind of mix it up with the um, um uh, how do you say that uh plein conscience in english uh play conscious planes like no 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 it's um oh it's a yeah. type of meditation awareness like um spatial like a oh uh, transcendental meditation no. no like i don't know <laughs> i just have it in french in my head right now it's okay um just being aware of the moment you know mm-hmm yeah uh going back to your lip thing i think elena was part of that question she said i've tried many ways to solve this but i can't find what's wrong i've been struggling with uh to find my tone i feel like it's getting better but it's not the best any suggestions it's tough to suggest when i don't know exactly because i don't i didn't Mm -hmm. see you you know right because i i don't know you say you're struggling to find your tone but i are you smiling when you play? Are you Yeah, those are questions frowning? to ask. Those are good questions to ask when you're yeah, to evaluate. Yeah, if you're smiling like this and you're, you know, just as neutral as possible. Yeah, and not and even pouting either. Pouting is like more just as yeah, you are. just neutral. And then you put your flute there and you play. That sounds very... Uh, but but there's, but, yeah, and there's so many different ways. <laughs> it's just, it's... It's interesting to find so many different approaches. But also, I believe that we put so much emphasis on the lips because that's what we see. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, oh, the lips, the lips. <coughs> but mm-hmm. the big difference for me uh, is when I started to really sustain the air properly all the time. 
it's how you blow the air how you mm-hmm. breathe in and how you breathe out is more important to me like of course if you have a completely uh, bad embouchure it's going to be tough you know you need a mm-hmm. good embouchure but the lips are not moving much they're not doing a lot of work it's mm-hmm. really and you have to know how to uh, change the airspeed you know go yeah she's smiling that's what she's saying i'm smiling oh. i've tried to stop too okay if you're smiling uh what you can yeah. do to um to counterbalance that try to do this oh yeah okay so you bring it down okay and then what i did because i used to do that too i like this and then i put my flute and then i would let go, let go. Oh, that's then cool. i was neutral mm-hmm. and i even worked out my my muscles going you know to sure. kind of counterbalance that smiling thing mm-hmm. and also check like i don't know if you have uh, thick lips or thin lips i have like a little bit thick my lips so i put my my flute a little bit on my lip and i put yeah. it over and i bring it down okay. so my lip is not going over the hole bothering the hole mm-hmm. if you have very thin lips maybe you'll put it under mm-hmm. you know uh, and this way it keeps me from smiling kind of because it keeps mm-hmm. my lip there mm-hmm. i just stay but you can try this and then put your flute and then keep yeah once you're there you don't mm-hmm. need to to bring it down still yeah. it's just you're there and then you leave it alone and then you blow yeah i always find that there's some diagrams that talk about that show like the bottom lip should be covering parts of the of the hole entirely like literally covering it to be able to get the certain um dynamics and stuff like that and i find that a bit uh, confusing a little bit what I i've think, been uh, told is that you should cover yeah. from one third to one quarter approximately yeah that's always i've always been told to with your lower lip and that's that, that seems to have worked for um, many people yeah yeah yeah, and then with your upper lip, you try not to cover the hole because then you won't have the right angle to hit mm-hmm. with your air. So mm-hmm. Going back to what you guys were saying about how some students take things literally, my teacher told me to smile. So that's like the only thing I've known. Thanks for the advice. No problem. It's always good to ask questions to everybody because it's good to get different opinions and then you can evaluate is it making things better? Is it making things worse? But there was a you flute uh, school at one point yes. that was all about yeah. smiling. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get a lot of projection with that type. No, of you don't. And in the high register, it gets tough. Like in the low register too. Like for me, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes people put um, use images like like smiling. For example, mm-hmm. I had a course with a very good teacher, but he would use, oh, put smile in your sound. You know, mm-hmm. but he meant it as a you know just to be inspired mm-hmm, with an image as mm-hmm. if he was saying imagine a lake yeah. but you know you say stuff like that the person can start smiling and get pro- yeah <laughs> it's, exactly uh, yeah even alan mark says about the the breathing exercises they're commonly used in biofeedback you've mentioned yeah. that before when uh he was doing it he could lower his blood pressure yep that's what i use it for as well too people use that everywhere for um, many things. Yeah, Anxiety. for many things. Yeah. I have a friend who It's also had, using uh, PTSD, yeah, PTSD therapy as well. Yeah. Super, super important. I think it's something that's even some people who have anxiety before they perform in a concert, whether it's solo or together, they should take that five minutes before getting on the stage yeah, to and, do something like and that. And the way they the way they approach it, they say that when you do that they <laughs> they, <laughs> they but studies have shown that when you do that, um you you um 
you get that coherence for almost five hours. Right. And yeah, yeah. then if you do it three times a day, you keep that coherence all day long mm -hmm. and then your cortisol and all those stress hormones go lower as well mm -hmm. and I, I think after three weeks of doing that three times a day you see a big difference even when they check in the blood of people mm. less cortisol less different types of problems mm. and also like I have a friend who was struggling with the uh, phobias and uh, like now she can go in an airplane she couldn't before and she had mm -hmm. a lot of skin problems because of stress uh, like uh, yeah she was all red and all mm -hmm. uh, full of eczema because stress does a lot of stuff to our bodies mm -hmm. but I think it's a good good way to uh, control our get in, con get in control of uh, how we feel and our emotions and also it's when you do it, even like I don't do it three times a day all the time, mm -hmm. but I do it often enough that when I'm taking a walk, if I see that I'm starting to spin, I'll just focus on my breathing and count mm -hmm. and it becomes a second nature. Sometimes if I'm waiting in line, I'll do this instead of, ah, oh, why it's long or, you know, right. I use the time I have to do it sometimes in, um, in uh, downtime in my day as well. It mm -hmm. just brings... Yeah, that's interesting. Back in control. In control. I think it's a good, very good thing for musicians because mm -hmm. we really need to control our nerves. That's one of the biggest thing for us. Yeah, it's a it's for a lot of people. It's a it's a it's an issue that they gotta. It's a good training. Figuring it out too. Yeah. It's good to do just before the concert, but totally. I think it's also good to do every day. Oh yeah, you still do it every day. But so I mean, you can yeah. Yeah. train your body to. Totally, totally. You know? mm. So yeah, uh, next question. Challenge that fifteen wants to know who's your favorite music artists. You know, you like that guy that plays the violin a lot lately. Oh, lately I've uh, yeah. Um, that guy. What's wrong with my brain this morning and too memory. much tea? Not enough tea. Mm. Um. <laughs> oh, for oh, I'll take it over. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Say, like, um, yeah, there's like. Oh, I like uh, Rostopovich and stuff. Like I like listening to other artists that are not necessarily flutists. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, who do I like listening to a lot? I like listening to... What do I listen to lately? Um, I listen to a lot of like uh, composers. Like I, I listen to Burton live. Uh, Eldon Burton sonata. And mm. like... And then... And, 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 uh, Martin and Martin, who I heard live as well again, and like hearing pieces live is way different than hearing it on mm -hmm. a CD, because there's the element of it, the music interacting with the the audience and with the space and everything, and uh, you tend to have a bit more freedom on a on a in a concert because there's that element of anything can happen. Unlike in a CD, it's kind of processed and played to perfection and. It has a different type of element, you know. So, yeah, but composers, I listened to a lot of composers lately, so that was cool. And, um, yeah, there's so many. There's so many to, to listen to. There's so much uh, good music out there and people being very, uh, creative very creative. And... Even people who are not famous. Like, I heard a flutist play uh, in New York just trying a flute out. This guy who was 76 years old. And he was playing Shondolinos, and he was like, it was one of the most amazing, like, sections I've ever heard played in that piece. I was like, holy smokes, what's, this guy's just sitting on a chair playing 
Chandelinos. Like it's not, not even like it's nothing. Music, he's just he's having fun. It love looked, of music. Yeah, it looked crazy. Like, it was for, so much fun. Yeah, it was yeah. so much. It looks like he was having fun, and then he was as as uh, happy as he was playing when I spoke to him. Like it was all it was all a package deal. But sometimes you know people that just play for the love of it. It's something extra, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a little. I think because there, yeah. there's not all that stress that we put in because yeah. it's we play music. It should be playful. It yeah. should be. I think yeah. as he got older, that came to fruition more. It looked like. I think it's something like when we're young, we're always stressed out to make things. We want to uh, prove things. I want to prove maybe things when to people. you're 76, you don't need mm, to prove. Maybe, maybe, but maybe it's. Uh, I think it's a special the... case. So it depends, yeah. yeah. It depends. But it's a special case that one. It was really interesting. Yeah. So you remember the guy's name? Oh my god, I didn't sleep well last night. So yeah, but oh. <laughs> I I really enjoyed listening to uh, Marta Argerich, the pianist. Oh yeah, Argerich, I, yeah, I totally loved her. And I saw her in concert a couple of times. Nice. So nice. I feel very lucky. I also saw Cecilia Bartoli, cool. the singer, in concert when I was very young. Nice. Just like by chance. I saw Gawi play live. Oh, that's amazing. It sounded great. He sounded great live. I'd like to hear In him. a huge hall. And he sounded, his projection was crazy good in a gigantic hall. Big I had the, hall. the album of um, him. And Marta, Marta, oh, Marta Arvich, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's so amazing. Cool. It, they, mm -hmm. they play um, Frank Sonata and Prokofiev, and they play all those things. It's uh, very amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, when I'll remember the name of the yeah, guy, you'll say it too. it's it's just he's a he's a very good violinist, and he takes all the classics, yeah, the, pop the pops, classics, the pops, yeah. And they're, they rearrange it in a way that makes it accessible for everyone. Like, people, I don't know. I think it's a good thing to bring music to everyone. But he also plays pops that he rearranges. I think he's creative. And I think he's. Yeah. Um, it's interesting what he's doing because it's high quality. Yeah, but super high quality. Sometimes yeah. when people try to be a wider public, they kind of. It's not necessarily the highest quality all the time, mm. but him, he really plays well, mm -hmm. and it doesn't become kitsch. Right. When he does it, it's not it's not kitsch. Mm. Well, to my taste, it's not kitsch. Mm -hmm. But maybe if we can just uh, yeah, what's his name or what's a, what's a famous I'll piece? Try to find what's it. a famous piece that he does? Chardas, he does. Oh, Chardas, right? If you put Chardas, Chardas violin, violin, probably. Yeah, we'll know the name once um, it happens. You know, the magic of uh, the internet. You know. Uh, yeah, there he is, David Garrett. David Garrett, I like him. Yeah, David Garrett, quite good. So found him yeah. by chance online, mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, he plays so well, and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And you see the faces of people; they're so touched, and I think mm -hmm. that's what music is about. And I don't want to. I know that there are some classical musicians <coughs> that look down on what he does because, mm -hmm. like, I've I've read some comments mm -hmm. that, um, because he's like sold or whatever. I don't believe in that he's mm -hmm. touching people that's what music is about you know communicating Absolutely. touching people and i don't mm -hmm. think what he does is is kitsch at all i think it's very good quality mm -hmm. it's just made to um touch more people right know? i think he's an inspiration so victor and jasmine uh they both have similar questions so how long of how long of practicing allows a comfortable feel when playing an entire piece of music also, what are some tips for playing for a long period of time? Because sometimes I just stop playing when I'm with my band. 
uh, I get tired easily. What What are you tired of? Like, yeah. are your arms hurting? Do you mm -hmm. have pain? Yeah. Are Do you lose focus? Mm -hmm. Is it more like mental mm -hmm. fatigue or mm -hmm. physical fatigue? Yeah. Because if, mm -hmm. if it's physical, maybe it's how you hold mm -hmm. your flute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, also in Ben, when we play sitting down, sometimes we try to play sitting straight on our chair and I... I would advise just go on an angle mm -hmm. on your chair so you can turn your head right. left and be a bit mm -hmm. more comfortable like that. For the first question, I think also as well, like uh, it's like there's no set time for how comfortable you are with a piece. You know what I mean? Like, is there a set number of hours after a piece you play it that you no. know? And I don't really believe in that rule of 10,000 too much either. Because, you know, like 10,000 hours and you've mastered this thing, you know. But what are those 10,000 hours of quality, you know? Like, yeah. you know, like I, I, I feel that uh, some people can get the flute right away. They pick it up and they're like, I got it, you know, like they understand or whatever, you know. Like I feel with the piece of music, like I don't think like Shondolinos, for instance, I don't say, oh, after 20 hours, I'm going to have it mastered, you know. I don't think like I'm not thinking like that and just trying to I don't think there's a finite time with certain pieces that's my opinion about for me it. it's not just hours but also yeah. my brain needs time if it's a very difficult piece like right, yesterday I, I thought okay i need um not i need i want to learn <laughs> chandlinas okay? right so um i started learning it but it's it's a bit complicated you know all the mm -hmm. accidentals and everything mm -hmm. so I looked at the first three pages and I played them in loop because I was like, there's no point in doing the whole thing right now because I was losing focus. I was getting tired, fatigue, uh, mental fatigue. So I mm -hmm. replayed parts. I didn't really even play for real because I don't have my, um, I don't have my, no, you uh, have your backup flute. my flute. And you have your backup flute. But the backup flute is not great. It's not working. Because we don't use it. So it just kind we of falls out of place. realized it's not. Yeah. Working, but I was just like, Shh, and moving my fingers. Yeah, but I still learned. That, oh, yeah. like, when I'll get my flute, I'll be able playing to play without it. the playing without breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I, I yeah, breathe, blowing, but, but not no the notes. Sound, no, you know? no sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no not the real sound. Just yeah. shh. Mm -hmm. But then I'll need my brain will need to s settle. It's more for me. It's more that you know. If even if I do thirty minutes, when I'm too tired, I'm like, okay, that's enough. I'm not learning any more of that for today. And then mm -hmm. another day I'll learn another part and my sure. and then I'll go a bit faster gradually. Mm -hmm. And usually I try to be able to play things correctly at least a month before mm -hmm. the concert. So you know it's not mm -hmm. too fresh and it's more settled in. Mm. I need time like, like this. Because mm -hmm. we think we're learning only when we're doing the thing, but actually when we sleep, when we there's all types of things going on in our brain that allows us to learn better so it's also about the downtime mm -hmm. when we learn things but if it's very easy i can just pick it up and play it because i have a certain level but shantinas i need to learn it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um we were just talking about this but um newtonus maria uh, hopefully i said that right we were just talking about it before but they want to know which is better is it the is it the smiley embouchure or the frowny embouchure Please correct me if my question is wrong. Your question is not wrong. It's a question. <laughs> so I would say neither. Neither. <laughs> yeah, neither. It's actually the neither. The in-between. What I yeah. said to... to uh, What's her name? The person uh, I told her to... Uh, who uh, I told to... Um, 
Elena. Elena. When Elena. I talked to Elena, Elena, I told her to frown, not because she should frown <clears throat> as a, as a, not because her embouchure should be a frowning embouchure. It's it was an exercise to bring things back to neutral. Right. Because she's used to go like this, so I'm like try to use your your opposite muscles to bring things back to neutral. So that right. would be my my answer. Mm -hmm. So maybe that wasn't clear. You see, when we talk about communication, mm -hmm. I gave just an exercise, but then, oh, maybe we're supposed to frown. Oh, but I think no, somebody just came in. I think they just came into oh, okay, the chat. Okay. That's probably why. Because, um, you so know, yeah. I want to be careful with yeah, what yeah, I say. Exactly. So I don't think you should be frowning when you play the flute. It's mm -hmm. just if you're already smiling too much, yeah. maybe it would yeah. be good to just, it will help to bring things back. Because mm -hmm. if you're used to this, you don't even feel the muscles. Right. No, it's like when you, um, when you stretch. I do stretching, Pilates stretching right mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. and we do a type, it's called Jacobson. Jacobson's, yeah, okay, Jacobson's. Jacobson. So, let's say you stretch your leg, uh, you take a, you take a strap, okay, mm -hmm. and you stretch your leg, but then for six seconds, you hold your leg and you, you push with your leg as much as you can for six seconds, mm -hmm. and then when you stretch again, it's, uh, you can go further. What right. I mean by that is sometimes also the, the, that, that whole, uh, practice it's because mm -hmm. when we're very tensed, we don't feel our body and we don't feel what tense is versus what, what, um, uh, relaxed mm -hmm. is. So gotcha. by tensing up and then relaxing, mm -hmm. you feel what relaxing is, right? You feel the difference, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a bit what I'm doing with the embouchure. If you're uh -huh. always like this and you don't feel, you don't know how it feels to go the other way by exaggerating, uh -huh. you can feel, oh, that's this, that's, that's this. that, that's how it feels with my muscles, with my face. So it's uh -huh. a bit that same uh -huh. application of, you know, going a bit more... Because neutral doesn't feel like much. No. So you you may need to feel the... The opposite of smiling, oh, pretty just clear. to go yeah, back to neutral. That's pretty interesting. Uh, people were saying like they like listening to people like Irby Mann, Paul Desmond, you know, yeah, all Gidon these different Gidon Kramer. Yeah, those are all great people to listen to. Those are yeah. those people. I think a lot of those people they were actually playing. Vangarev their... was named there. Vangarev, yeah, I also well. heard him live. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Very good. Uh, hello, Jalia Mitchell wants to know, how do you manage your breath while playing flute specifically in marching band? I played in marching band a lot. You can hide your breathing very easily because it's very noisy. <laughs> Especially when you're actually marching in, when you're in marching band, you're actually marching in a parade and stuff like that. Everything, like, you can break the rules because you're just trying to play through the music. If you're in band practice and your teacher's like, play the phrase this way and make sure you breathe all the way, really try to do that. But, you know, when you're marching you're expelling energy more than you would sitting down yeah. and sometimes you're marching 10 15 kilometers oh you know like God. very far sometimes so you're like playing and doing that um and usually playing piccolo or flute so like and you're doubled yeah. so if yeah. you don't all breathe in this yeah you're spots, all playing yeah no one will hear. yeah and there's like sometimes six of you so or 10 of you so really there's chances to hide it so i wouldn't stress too much about it when in practice when you're actually doing real parades and stuff i wouldn't stress too much about it if you're having a hard time breathing while marching, you should definitely practice marching. That's what I used to do. I was the first time I did marching band, I was out of shape. And I'm like, okay, I only sit in this marching band 
once a week for three hours. I need to march at least another three hours by myself throughout oh, the yeah, week. At least at, at least at the beginning, not all the time. It yeah. wasn't like that for the whole time I was there. And then got into that shape, and then things were easier after that. So that's uh, also uh, when you're in, when you're in me. a band and you have a lot of um, the same instrument <clears> and <throat> you need to breathe. You can you can uh, talk with the other flutists and yeah. say, "I'll breathe here." Exactly. And the other totally. person, "Oh, then I'll that's breathe a really there." That's really good tip. Yeah. And this way, it's seamless, you know, mm -hmm. no one even knows someone's breathing because it's mm -hmm. not at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people, we have Vegarov and Papa Rearranger. We, I think we got a lot of them pretty fast. If you guys have any questions, please be sure to let them, let us know in the comments. We'll uh, try to answer them. I remember somebody saying, oh, while we do that, we can also mention that um, we have the Montreal Flute Festivals coming up in August, and this is like the time that a lot of people are looking for a festival to go to and play at, and our festival is pretty special in that we welcome everybody, and it's really um, open for um, people to people who are new to the flute to explore as well what's going on as well, like your morning classes are really open to everybody to solve solve problems yeah. and and have it's not fun. even about like only playing a piece you no, can play a not. piece yeah. but if you just want to work on your embouchure or exactly you have a you say oh it's tough for me to play soft in the high register yeah. or anything you know yeah. or you want to play a piece or yeah. like it's really we go we go yeah. with the flow the flow yeah it's a yeah class. it's a really open group class it's a really collaborative Everyone is open to talk, and it's really great. And yeah, some other have, participants might yeah, have an idea. Exactly, Maybe they yeah. dealt with that last year. Yeah, and like, like, here, I got this information yeah. for you. It's really great. So it's, uh, yes, yeah, three days long this year. It's in August, August 15th, 16th, and 17th uh, in Montreal. It's uh, $250 for the three days, which is really a great uh, price and is really reasonable so that you can balance out a hotel room and all those other things. Um, but, yeah, and we hang out after as well, and we... Uh, we try to make it very immersive and we try to build the community, this external community that we have because we have people from the, the, the Flute Channel community coming that, are, that have come or have known us through the channel. And uh, it's really cool meeting people and doing those types of things. So, yeah, you can definitely go to Mont the Montreal or MontrealFluteFestival.com. And in and, the uh, afternoon, yeah. it's uh, more like master class right. with piano. And uh, it's Alexa still that yeah. uh, teaches those classes, yeah. and she's she teaches. Amazing. Yeah, she teaches in o in Ohio at the Oberlin Conservatory, where uh, a very famous flutist Michelle Dubost used to teach there. And then she got uh, the position when yeah. he retired. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she's a great person, great person to work with. If you have something that you really want to play, that you want to have more refined and get another type of like, you know, because yeah. she she's explains a, very she well explains very well. She's a smart lady, and she's yeah. really passionate about the flute. Yep. Like, she, she yeah, took her she really car is. sometimes and went to see... Across state lines, like, like different states. Very and stuff. far, far, very far. To yeah, meet yeah. some old flutists and ask, yeah. like, how do you hold your flute? Exactly, <laughs> you know? Exactly, and she has exactly. all those questions, and yeah. she has her own way of, at seeing, at looking at things, yeah. you know? And she yeah. doesn't take things for granted because it was taught to her like that. Yeah, no, right. she goes and tries to... Mm -hmm. find different mm -hmm. ways better ways yeah. not just to be different if, right but just to be more efficient and i think she's uh, very interesting yeah yeah so yeah three days long hopefully uh some of you might want to consider that and come up here to montreal for the summer it's nice and warm and uh, it's in the central of the city and uh yeah just check out montrealfoodfestival.com in the summer particularly in the winter it's <clears> cold <throat> it's still beautiful but summer is nice 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke St. Louis, he's a Montreal guy. Uh, he wants to know, do you guys play duets once in a while? And uh, which ones do we like? We like the Mozart ones. Sometimes we play. We we try to play as often as we can together. We should yeah. play more. But uh, when we met, we were playing a lot. Together. Yeah, when we met, we were playing a lot together. But like the Mozart duets are really fun. Yeah, we like. Them. I wish there was more of that stuff from other operas and. There are some. Yeah. We don't have all the. Operas. We don't have all of them. We should buy them. Yeah. Because Mozart himself wrote arrangements for two flutes of mm. his operas and like two violins arias. and stuff. They were meant to be like played on the street as advertisements. Yeah. Yeah. Or in in salons because in back salons, then sorry, yeah. you couldn't yeah, have uh, well. you couldn't have um, like you couldn't have music in your living room. No. If you wanted music. No you radio. Had to make music. Yeah, you had to make you music. Know? You had to get cheap music and make it yourself. But like an opera Play is a yourself. huge production. But if you wanted his music to be heard in mm-hmm. salons and, and everywhere, like, yeah. it was a that yeah, was the thing to do. It was like the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah, of. Yeah. You know. But there's some great duets as well. Like I like playing Machinsky with two flutes. It's mm-hmm. really cool. That's more modern ones that are actually really fun. You can do a lot of Once cool stuff. Once we played a John Cage. Yeah, that's there's John cool. Cage wrote a bunch of stuff for flute. That's really cool for two flutes. I would like to do like Vermont Counterpoint and all those things. Like, but with like multiple flutes instead of like the recording and all those things. Um, but there's a lot of cool duets. There's even some flute duet books that. People have written and rearranged and stuff of different types of. Uh, there's even like the me- there's even a I think Louis Louis Moyes also made a book with duets that has like Kulau and Beethoven and uh, a duet mm-hmm. version of the Mendelssohn Scherzo. I think I played that once <clears throat> yeah. when I was younger. Yeah, those are all great little pieces. That book itself is like really really good duet book. A lot of cool duet stuff. Some no, sonatas, full sonatas. We have it. It's oh, somewhere around. I think it's just really broken apart. You know, with a lot of those books, when you use books some books they're just not made <laughs> made to last the test of time because you use yeah. them all the time right so well we can have them rebind yeah rebind it and stuff those yeah. are always cool yeah um but yeah we we met in orchestra yeah we met in orchestra together. we met in orchestra here in montreal yeah and then yeah that was that really and then we just kind we of just the orchestra all the time and the orchestra was a very funny place to be so particularly it was uh, interesting so we just had fun yeah talked and then played our parts <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. That's, uh, that's how it goes. Luigi hey, Luigi Hughes duets. No, I've never tried Luigi Hughes Hughes duets. I'll definitely check them out. And then uh, Machinsky, yeah, Machinsky plus plus for sure. The Mozart duets are fun. It's really there's a lot of great and also like the Mozart fl- uh, quartets. If you can ever find friends that play string instruments, oh, that's yeah. a cool thing to play inside a house. That's those are really just chamber music things you know the string quartet pl- or violin players and string players are lucky i think because they can they usually tend to know one of each instrument and then they can play quartets at home you know like they have so many quartets there's so many quartets mm-hmm. written it's insane they, they'll never people will never run out no and i feel with flute it's like it's more about trying to find some <laughs> you know or rearrange or rearrange but yeah, yeah. And there's even like a foray fantasy for two flutes and piano I heard it once. It was pretty okay. And uh, but yeah, flute duets are cool. Flute quartets are fun. There's some really yeah. good flute for four C flutes. There's uh, there's I a did really a cool lot arrangement. Of that when I was a student, and it's I really interesting to, stuff. Yeah, I like that stuff too. High school and yeah. university. Yeah. So yeah, and then uh, we also yeah, that's really that's really that. Um, yeah, if, like I said, I think we ran through all the questions. If we missed your question, let us know in the comments, and we'll definitely do. Uh, that but yeah there's uh some cool pieces that i think um 
I would definitely like to play maybe for like like there's like there's a what's the other one for two flutes that's really good there's Moldau, an arrangement yeah, and I want because I played it when I was like 17 years old with a girl and I was like wow that's amazing but it was mm-hmm. her part and I ah, I should uh-huh. have uh, <laughs> got a made a copy of that but yeah yeah uh, Victor Coco was asked, how does warm summertime weather have an effect on outdoor music playing? Warm weather? Oh, yeah. Well, if it's, like, really humid, sound kind of goes in weird directions, like humidity when you play. But, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't advise playing in humid places outdoors with a very expensive flute because you can get a lot of, like, moisture development and you can get a lot of, um, the pads can shrink or the pads can get too moist and... For you want me, to be in a controlled environment. The thing is um, playing outside when it's cold because I oh, yeah. go in sure. warm air and oh, my it God. makes so much condensation. So much condensation, yeah, it it's makes terrible. a lot of condensation. Also, another thing that stuff it's when it's windy. Oh yeah, then sometimes the flute just doesn't make sound. Yeah, you know, you it goes right into you and then just air going in cancels out. It just cancels Plus, it out. Yeah, you need totally. to have a lot of clips because your music oh, goes my God. all over the place. Yeah, if yeah, not, yeah. like it's a uh, it's tough. Because I, I know, remember yeah. playing weddings outside oh, the my God, lot yeah, when I was outside. younger. Sure. I had all those clips and then the right. flute going like this, and then you try to find an angle. You know, oh yeah, yeah. So that oh, the my air, God. So the, air the wind uh, is not coming in. That's the worst. Yeah. So for me, it's when it's windy that it's more difficult. Yeah. That's a uh, yeah. That's what I. Hey, that's a, that's or a good point. It's cold. Yeah, it's true. Because here sometimes it's cold even in the summer. Yeah, even in the summer. A little bit, you know. You know yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like in the evening, if it's a bit cold. Exactly. So yeah. Um, but yeah, there, that's what's going on with us right now. Like I said, we we haven't released uh, videos right now because we're preparing for like uh, some music videos, also the Powell thing. And also, um, the book is very, very uh, close to being yeah. uh, released. And then we're going to be making videos that connect with the book, which is really great. There's 15 lessons in that book that you can follow through. So you can have 15 weeks worth of lessons in this book. It's actually quite, uh, or from how, beginning. Much, how much time, or how much time, but I mean like each lesson is a lesson, yeah. you know, it's really a lesson. Maybe so. some of them you'll go through in two days and some right. will take two, three weeks. Sure. Sure. But, exactly. So that's uh, why only the live streams are happening right now. It's only been, uh, that, and then the festival's coming up and, um, yeah, we're trying to keep busy here and trying to get stuff going on and, if you guys also have any um, requests for next week, oh no, next week we're gonna doing Bach. Yeah. Again, we're gonna the finish the rest of the half of the Bach of the last part. Yeah. That's a great piece. Yeah. I like that piece a lot. Nice. It's really cool. Elena uh, has one other question. I have an Im- intermediate flute, but I'm preparing for marching band season, and obviously we go outside a lot. Should I get another flute for the outdoors? I would say yes if you can. I would go on eBay or at the Flute Center of New York. And get a Yamaha two two two, or two two one, and use that. You Sometimes know, a like used that. flute yeah. you can find for cheap. If you go yeah. uh, to the flute center of New York, uh, use our TFC code. Yeah, that you've seen at the beginning of the show. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, please. This helps um, us keep doing this stuff. But we actually but, have a lot of people buying flutes. Recently, we yeah. had some people. Are you guys are using the code? It's yeah, great. Yeah, thanks for and doing that. And people are super happy with their with their choices. Uh, you can try. You can try up the three flutes. And, yeah. um, but like yeah, our, our little B flute, 
like yeah it needs flute. a re readjustment but then after it's like but it's gonna it's yeah. a good flute it's a good for flute. those types of things we bought it exactly for that, yeah. going outside i had a backup flute in marching band i had yeah. a backup piccolo and a backup flute both were really cheap like two three hundred four hundred dollars flutes, flutes. In, um, that are not in metal yeah guo flutes think of that for marching band uh in where they're where they're made which is in asia um I've seen photos of that, th those flutes and piccolos being used in bands outdoors, because especially if it rains and stuff yeah, like that. So because it, it would yeah. be okay with those. Yeah, guo flutes. I've been we've been trying to reach out to them. If you guys want to reach out to them yourselves and say, hey, get the flute channel to try out some of their stuff, because I have only tried one, but they have a huge lineup of flutes. It's a really massive collection of plastic flutes or however whatever material it's made out of. Guo flutes, G U O. As uh, and they're apparently really good. Like we've tried one of them, and pretty impressive for just a plastic toy flute in a way. But like some of them are made of even better materials and because maybe a higher it would quality. Be easier yeah. in marching band to use because it's waterproof. Because it's, it's waterproof. The pads then are waterproof. No stress. Yeah, you know, no stress you just at all. Play with it. Yeah. And so. it's also light. Those flutes are very light. So if you're moving around with yeah. it, it might be less tiring. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So but I would, I would not, get a backup flute. You know, even yeah. on Kijiji, we found. Yeah, our little flute. Yeah, Kijiji or Craigslist, whatever your uh, yeah. equivalent is, uh, hunt for it. Make sure you get something that has either been just repaired. These are things you have to look out for. The three major the things. Yeah, three major things is they and three major things you should always ask the person that you're going to get it from, either from eBay or Kijiji or Craigslist, those places that are used. When was the last time it was repaired? Uh, was it repaired less than a year ago? If it was, that's an okay sign. Um, um, check all the pads they all have to look identical if there's one that doesn't look identical you're gonna have leaks you're gonna have problems and that costs money to get replaced and the moment you bring it to a shop they'll find other problems especially with used flutes most of the time keys are bent things are moving there's motion and they want they'll they'll encourage you to fix it which costs money and then um, which sometimes could get to the point that you could have bought a brand new flute and not have to worry about it. You know, you bought a flute for yeah, 300 yeah. bucks and then you have to pay $300 to get it readjusted. And then, a $600 flute yeah. brand new, you know, pretty much. And um, also check the serial number and check it with flutestolen.com or something like that. I forget what it's called. It's also on um, on Facebook, a flute stolen list. Get the registration number, check if it was stolen. Yeah. But when we bought our little flute on Kijiji, it hadn't been played for a decade, yep. so it hadn't been adjusted either, no. but the pads were perfect. Yes. It just needs tiny readjustments. Yeah, because so the screws are... It's all a yeah. question of, you yeah. know... Yeah, so it's all a question of... But those are the three questions. If those all those things check off, it's a flute that you can pick up and play right away. You know what I mean? But even... Yeah, but ours, you know, for a hundred bucks... hundred bucks is crazy because it's a seven. It's a thousand dollar flute. Yeah, you know? it's a, what, Yamaha 481 that we have? 381 or 481, something yeah, like that. So... so it was a steal, you know what I mean? So Yeah, so you have to... Oh, Erin says a Guo, she has a Guo flute and piccolo and they're really good. I, I've tried one of their flutes. I'm surprised. I think for a marching band. Marching band is so amazing. If I was doing marching band, I would get that because totally. your arms must get, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> walking yeah. kilometers with your flute. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Alia wants to know my friend is wanting to begin flute. So what is the best flute for her to get as a beginner? We have a whole couple. We have a couple videos from the Flute Center of New York. If you check on our video page and put Flute Center of New York, you can check all our reviews. But there are a couple of good flutes that you can get. Like the Trevor James 10X is mm -hmm. a really, really, really great beginner flute. You can get the one with just a straight head joint and not a curved one. If you're an adult or, you know, if you're not yeah, a yeah. child. 
Um, and it's yeah, a great price. Good ones. Yeah, good price. And check the Flute Center in New York, really, because they have a, an eighteen month warranty. So you have you know this big space of like being able to try it. You can try up to three instruments. Uh, if you go to Flute Center New York, you mention our code TFC. Either you're doing it from from the phone or from their website. There's a there's they a space to put it. Yeah, extra they give you extra things. So. Like Trying up to three flutes. Three flutes. You get them for a longer time. You get it for 10 days. You get to try all three for 10 days. And and then instead of a 12-month warranty, you get an 18-month warranty. Oh, okay. That's the things you get. And, uh, yeah. And it's also specified that if you're trying these flutes out, make sure you're not wearing any jewelry or anything like that, any necklaces and stuff like that, because it can tend to scratch the instrument. And then yeah, that, if you uh, have a ring and you're Yes, especially. Yeah, take like, off all of your yeah. jewelry, all those types of things, because... That uh, can cause problems when you bring it back because they. Uh, yeah, you have yeah. to be careful. You have to be careful. It's not your flute. And you don't until use. You yeah, it. and you don't use the any of the material, any of the things in the box like the cleaning rod or the. Um, so you, use your, you use your own stuff uh, because that's all in a package. It's all okay. pre, so you don't want to undo that and use it while you're playing because that's okay. still a product that. But I I hope they tell people as well when they. Yeah, I, I assume that they do, but that's something yeah. that okay. is always good to say. Um, also, you always have to be careful, but I guess people know, like, when you undo your flute, like, not right. put your flute on the, your yeah, hand on the keys, Yeah, don't put your hand on the keys, know? yeah, that's a, that, Things I like, to, just make sure you make a video about that, because <laughs> a lot of people, know, they hold careful. their flute, they even hold their flute with the, by the keys, and, like, hold by the barrel, Yeah, you know, and the barrel is the thing that connects the head joint and the body of the middle part, that's that ring, hold there, because a lot of people hold right on top of the first C key and I stuff, know. and uh, that just, and, yeah, that's they, bent key central over the course of years. over the, the rod. Over the rod. crush oh, yeah. your rod, you know, so. No matter how light, lightly you hold it, it's not, it's still, it adds up because it's yeah, metal. And every it, time you do it. It goes it's... lower, lower, micro, 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 and then you yeah. have to buy a whole entire piece of the mechanism to replace it. Yeah. Because so maybe it gone to a point that, the, uh, yeah, exactly. On the rod. Um, my friend wanted me. Okay, we did that. Thanks. I'll tell her. Sweet. That's good. Uh, Google flutes are really good for graduation playing pomp. Yeah, of course. Playing pomp and circumstance a billion times. Of course. Google flutes are. I really, really. Google flutes. If you're watching this, please send us some flutes. We would like to try them because we can't find them here. Should I buy an alto first? An alto or a bass flute first? Depends what your needs are. You know, I I love bass flute. If I could have, if I knew what I knew now about flute. I would have bought a bass flute and just lived as a bass flute player for my whole life. Because it's such a great instrument. But I like one alto day, as well, too. We'll yeah, yeah. yeah. But an alto we is really an nice. Alto we have an alto. I, I had a contract where yeah. I needed one, and I thought, oh, I'll get one. Yeah. And alto, there's in some I stuff. It. Yeah, it's a great alto flute, too. Yeah. So it's a prima sanque flute, uh, alto flute. Yeah. Bass flute's cool, too, but there's not much written for it. So it's just like this thing that is really, really niche. It's more niche than the flute. So it's more niche than alto flute. But I don't. I would buy I'd an alto. I'd like to have a. I'd like to. Alto sounds amazing. Yeah. And it's not too big. It's yeah, not yeah. too heavy. But I'd like to get a bass flute, and then we could do more arrangements. Yeah, more cool, weird stuff. Have yeah. the whole spectrum of the flute spectrum, family. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be, would be cool. That'd be yeah. If you want to help us out with that, go to our Patreon. Yeah. And and, and donate so we can make these wonderful things because that that all takes time and money, especially time. Um, because we're always running out of it. <laughs> we're always trying to do other stuff, and it's crazy. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash the flute channel, and yeah, you can yeah. help us out there, too. Um, yeah, so what else is there? A couple, we'll answer one or two more questions. Today I had a master class 
with Forci Forciano Forms Formisano. I don't know who that is. And he said I like twenty four K Muramatsu, uh, but now I prefer nineteen K or eighteen K. I don't remember exactly, but it was funny when he had his whole gold flu collection. Well, it must be nice having a whole gold flu collection. Oh, he liked yeah. He liked, yeah. You like Muramatsu as well. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. They're, it's just uh, they're expensive and they don't uh, they don't need to advertise because they've been around forever so like they don't advertise that much they just live off of their quality but I think people like Powell and people like uh, Haynes all those companies they're they're pushing they're pushing real good now now they got some really good makers and a lot of good uh, repair people and the quality is good and the prices are getting better prices aren't getting unreasonable anymore for a lot of people and there's also they also make ones that fit everyone's budget, mm -hmm. which is and that that's are still very good. Quality. Yeah, because that did not exist 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Did not exist. I'm telling you, it did not exist. Oh yeah, <laughs> what we have I, now it doesn't. What the quality the... of choice now is crazy good. And the, yeah, the quality. Back when I bought my flute, we didn't have that much no, choice. No, no, it was like that everywhere. You had to go to the flute convention. And even at the flute convention, everything was very, excuse me, very expensive. It was still very expensive. You didn't have a cheap. Uh, 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 basic model like a scenario or any of those types of things you didn't have or uh even um yamahas you know like there's all different types there wasn't a, a haynes amadeus you know there wasn't uh you know the these lower models that are still quite great and they play well they can play in any application you can play in an orchestra with you can play with, mm -hmm. in, a, in a rock band you can play whatever so it's uh it's very interesting so yeah um i think that'll be it for today yeah, yeah. But it was a great podcast. I'm so glad you guys were here to join us. Uh, we do this every two weeks. Then um, we, we talk about flute and we talk about uh, all types of different things uh, regarding the flute. And next week we'll have our live stream for just practicing with you uh, with uh, the Bach Partita. You'll be finishing that. We're going to probably do it uh, same time today, I guess, 11 yeah, o'clock Eastern so. Standard okay. Time um, on Sunday. And yeah, be sure to check out uh our channel if you haven't subscribed yet please subscribe to our channel if you haven't subscribed to our itunes feed you should subscribe to our itunes feed as well where we have these as your audio uh for an audio experience and uh, be sure to check out uh patreon.com slash the flu channel if you want to help us out with a monthly donation that uh, helps us make stuff and uh, helps us progress the channel more and develop the community with you also, um, be sure to also, if you're interested in a flute festival this summer and come and join and experience what flute is like here in Montreal, uh, you can go to montrealflutefestival.com where you can register. And uh, if you have any questions about that, please be sure to let us know in the comment section down below. Also, uh, like the video if you haven't liked it already, hit that like button. And if you have any questions for the next podcast, be sure to also uh, answer, give us a comment down in the uh, comment section after this video has been uploaded. So I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. Nice to see you guys and uh, talk to you. See you later. Bye. Bye.